Well, I want to welcome everybody to today's podcast. It is July the 24th, and I want to, I'm going to try to keep this below 20 minutes for everybody that does listen. We do appreciate you. Uh, we hope we are a blessing uh, and an encourager uh, to you, and we just ask that you pray for us. And if, and if and what we say blesses you, share it with someone. Uh, uh, all you got to do is forward it. Uh, from you can do it on your iPhone, you can do it on Facebook, you can uh, just many ways to share it. But we do appreciate you. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcast, uh, you can go and give us a rating, whether you like us or not. You can give us a good rating or a bad rating. But we would appreciate it if you would give us some sort of a rating. Amen. But today I'm coming from the book of Joe. I'm going to read all of chapter one in just the first few verses out of chapter 2, but the title of today's message is, is when God does not act the way we think he should act. When God does not act the way we think he should act. But it's, once again, we're coming out of Job chapter 1. Job is one of my heroes in the Bible. Uh, But chapter 1, verse 1, it says, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and this man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. That means he avoided it. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. So he's got ten kids. His Now listen how rich this man was. This is going back in, into the days of Genesis. That's when Job existed. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered and said, Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Once again, it says he fears me and he avoids evil. Listen to this. Verse 8. God's bragging on him. He's telling the devil, Have you heard? Do you know my servant Job? I mean, he is the best I've got. There is no one like him. Could you imagine God saying that about us? Well, I couldn't because I'm not one of his best. But verse 9, it said, Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Now, Satan's putting a challenge to God. 
He said, Verse 11, But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. What he's basically saying is, uh, God, the reason Job is uh, rich uh, is because you got all this protection around him. Which was probably true. (laughs) But it said, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all the... Let me read verse 11 again. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. He's challenging God. Verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Starting in verse 13. I don't know how many who is listening has had a bad day. But you're getting ready to witness the worst day in history for a single person to live through. Verse 13. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, They have slain all the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Verse 16. While he was yet speaking, this is the same day, folks. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Same day, verse 17, while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped to tell thee. What Same day, verse 18, while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young man and they are dead and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Now now look at this. Job has in one day gone from being the richest man in the world to he's 25 cents short of having a nickel. And not only that, I know the pain of losing a child to death. It's something you have to live through. To believe it's the it's the worst emotional pain you will ever experience in your life but in one day job had all 10 children to get killed all 10 and listen what the bible says he does in job chapter 1 verse 20 it said then job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and sick and said naked came i out of my mother's womb and naked shall i return thither the lord gave and the lord hath taken away blessed be the name of the lord and all this job sinned not nor charged god foolishly here's the thing ladies and gentlemen we have to realize and i'm going to read just a few more verses out of chapter two it was the devil with the permission of god that had brought all this on job But Job mistakenly thought that God was trying to kill him. And look at Job's reaction. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22, once again, in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. And going on into chapter 2, it says, Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And still, he, now, now God's still bragging on Job to the devil. And still, he holdeth fast his integrity. Integrity, I'm sorry. Though thou movedest me against him to destroy him without cause. And listen what the devil said. Verse 4. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but you, but you can't kill him. He said, But save his life. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his feet unto his crown. So he's covered with boils. I don't know if you've ever had a boil. Just one boil is very painful. Imagine being covered from head to toe. And it said, and he took him a pot, who's he, Job? And he took him a potsherd, that's a, a broken piece of pottery, to scrape himself withal, and he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. The last person he needed to... I mean, have you ever just felt sorry for yourself? Uh, but you can't feel, find anybody to feel sorry for you. I mean, your whole world's collapsed around you, and the one person that should stand beside you is your spouse. And what do they say? Curse God and die. And listen to what Job said. He said, Thou speakest as the foolish as the foolish women speak, what shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil? See, still he thinks God's out to get him, doesn't realize it's the devil. And all, But listen what the Bible says, in all this did not Job sin with his lips. Lord, we thank you for your word. And I said I was going to try to keep this at 20 minutes and I'm already 10 minutes in just reading, but I will go as fast as I can to try to get this in within the 20 but Job was a man who was the richest man in that part of the world at this time, and he lost everything, including 10 children. He could not figure out why all this nonsense was happening to him. Once again, it was the devil that was attacking him, but Job thought it was the Lord in heaven above, the Lord that he served. But what did he say? Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. See, ladies and gentlemen, something we take for granted. We have the book of Job to encourage us when we're going through a hard time. Job had no book of Job. He didn't have the Bible in any written form. He was living the book of Job. Uh, and I'm just going to very quickly just try to skim through the entire book of Job here. But in chapter 6, basically what it says in all this, Job did not deny God. In chapter 11, we, uh, let me say something on behalf of Job's friends. He has these three friends that shows up. And when they first see Job, I compliment him at first. It said they were so in shock, they were so in horror that they sat down with Job and for seven days, none of them said a word. That's how in shock they were. But after day seven, they began to open up. They was going to give Job a piece of their mind, a man who had suffered more than anybody uh 
probably ever up until this time, and now they're going to start sharing their thoughts. But in chapter 11, we read about his friend uh, Zophar. And you know what uh, Zophar told Job? He says, God is punishing you far less than you deserve. Oh, friends, everybody needs a friend like Zophar. I mean, when your life falls apart, what do they do? They show up and say, well, God ought to bust your head even more than he's already doing it. Uh, and, and that's basically what he said. He said, oh, God's just toying with you. You know, here's a guy talking about what he don't know anything about. Uh, even he thinks God's punishing Job. And he's letting Job know, hey, I know you're going through a bad time, but God should be punishing you more than he is punishing you. Uh, but we jump on over to chapter 16. Uh, Job is trying to keep his integrity. And Job, now listen to this. This is how we need to be. Job tells his friends, he said, if you guys were in my shoes, he said, I would be trying to encourage you. I wouldn't be doing to you what you're doing to me. In chapter 17, Job goes on to say, he said, my hope is going to go down with me to the grave. Uh, uh, one man, uh, as best I can remember, uh, his wife is suffering uh, uh, from, uh, it might, it, it's MS, multiple sclerosis, or it might be Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, but, and he's seeing a hard time. Uh, this guy's a uh, college, uh, Bible college professor. I forgot what school he teaches at. But he said when people ask him how he's doing, he said he's just honest with him. He says, I'm holding on by a thread, but God is the one that knit that thread. Amen. But in chapter 19 of Job, uh, now Job's starting to get thoroughly depressed. Now he said, I cannot seem to find God. Now, now notice he didn't accuse God of hiding. He just said, it's as if God is, uh, hiding, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, as bad as I hate to say, sometimes we're, we're going to face these times in life where, uh, you know, we're, we're crying out to God. Uh, uh, it, it seems like our prayers are, and notice what I said, it seems like our prayers are hitting the ceiling. Hang in, hang in there. God loves you. He's, he's listening. He's hearing those prayers. Uh, but... Uh, Job says, I cannot seem to find him. It's like he's hiding from me. But listen, in that same chapter, chapter 19, verse 25, Job says, I know my Redeemer lives and he will stand upon the earth at last. Well, here comes Job's friends again in, in chapter 22. They start accusing him even more. Now listen what they say to him. Basically, this is what they're saying. Job, you're backslid. <laughs> This is why all this has happened to you. You're backslid. If you'll just repent, if you'll return to the Almighty, you will be restored. So clean up your life and straighten up. Job replies in the next chapter. He said, I've looked in the north. I've looked in the south. I've looked in the east. I've looked in the west. He said, I cannot find God. But listen what he goes on to say. He says, but God knows where I am, and he knows where I'm going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. In the book of Peter in the New Testament, the Bible talks about the trial of our faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, shall be found unto the praise of God. So folks, sometimes our, our faith is going to be tried. 
and I'm getting ready to close. I'm going to make it within the 20 minutes. <laughs> but Job suffered an extended trial. Some Bible scholars predicted that this entire, of course, he lost, he went from being rich to poor and lost all 10 children in one day. But uh, then he ends up getting sick after the devil afflicted him. And some Bible scholars say it took between 10 and 20 years for Job to be restored. But he was restored. Now, when did this happen? You can read about this over in chapter 42. Uh, Job, you know, begins to ask God all these questions. And God comes on the scene a few chapters earlier and just says, who is this, you know, that darkens my counsel counsel with all these questions? And he's talking to Job. But listen what uh, God does tell Job in chapter 42. I have heard of thee. Well, I'm sorry. This is what Job says about God. He said, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Job says, Wherefore I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. Now listen what it says. Chapter 42, verse 7. And so it was that the Lord had spoken these words unto Job. Now the Lord says to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee. That's one of Job's accusatory friends. And against thy two friends, that's the other two clowns, for you have not spoken of me that thing that is right as my servant Job hath. Do you see this, folks? This guy's life has been ripped to shreds, and still he didn't falsely accuse God. Folks, I'm telling you, especially here in the U.S., and I'm including myself, our faith is so weak many times. I mean, what does it take to uh, uh, send us into a tailspin with our faith? Somebody makes us squeal our tires in the church parking lot. Uh, somebody accidentally cuts us off in traffic. Uh, somebody uh, cuts uh, cuts in front of us uh, as we're checking out of uh, one of the local stores or something. Uh, 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 we get up and can't find our eyeglasses. The whole world's just collapsed. How would you like to have just spent one day of Job's life? Just the one day where he lost it all. I don't think any of us would. Verse 8, chapter 42, verse 8. Listen what? God's rebuking Job's friends. And he said, Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering and my servant Job shall pray for you. Now here these clowns have been, they took Job's horrible life that he was experiencing and made it worse. But he said, Job's going to pray for you all. You're going to offer a sacrifice. Job's going to pray for you. And listen what God says. For him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly or foolishness, in that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job did. Well, you know what God's saying to him? He said, I, I'm getting ready. You know, you all accused me of busting Job's head, and it wasn't me. He said, but I'm getting ready to bust your all's head, talking to Job's three friends. He said, I'm getting ready to bust your all's three heads, so you're going to take... Uh, an offering, a burnt offering, and Job's going to offer it. He's going to pray for you, and I'm going to hear Job's prayer, but I've not got anything for you guys right now. Verse 9, it says, So Eliphaz the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuhite, and so far the Naamathite went and did according to the what the Lord, or as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. And listen what verse 
10 says, When did Job begin to get restored? Chapter 42, verse 10 of Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Just very quickly, at the beginning of this story, Job had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels. Folks, you don't understand. Camels, that was like the equivalent of 3,000 trucks. 500 yoke of oxen, that's like 500 tractor trailers and 500 she-asses. Now let's look at the end result of Job. Instead of 7,000 sheep, he's got 14,000 sheep. Instead of 3,000 camels, he's got 6,000 camels. So in other words, he's got 6,000 trucks. Instead of 500 yoke of oxen, which are tractor trailers in that day, he's got 1,000 yoke of oxen. He's got the equivalent of 1,000 tractor trailers now. Instead of 500 she-asses, he's got 1,000 she-asses. And how many children did he start off with? Seven sons and three daughters. They all died in one day. God restored seven sons to him, three daughters. And yes, he still missed his original ten, but he loved these the 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 10 new children God had blessed him with. And listen to what it says. After all this, after all this happened to Job, he lived 140 more years after this satanic massacre came his way. So what are you saying, Roy? What are you saying? Folks, God doesn't always act the way we think he should. But one thing we have to realize, God is sovereign. And everything that comes at us as a Christian, whether it's uh, uh, the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, uh, illness, uh, a a multitude of problems can come our way. It is either happened through the sovereign hand of God or God's permissive will allowed it. God was not the one that struck Job, but through his permissive will, He allowed the devil to strike Job. But look at the end result. Job was one of the most holy men, the most holy man on the earth at this time. And when he went through this trial and came out the other side, he was still the most holy man on the face of the earth. You know, natural born holy man. Uh, uh, Just folks like you and I, and God restored him. So as Christians, no matter what we're facing, hold on to God. Don't falsely accuse God. Uh, 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 Roy, why would you do a lesson on when God doesn't act the way we think he should? Because he don't always act the way I think he should. Uh, uh, I told you all at the beginning, I went through pure hell when my daughter died. See, it was my will that the Lord heal heal my daughter. But it didn't turn out that way. But you know what? God is still loving. He comforted me during that time. It is still his. He took my daughter on to heaven. I miss her dearly. But you know what? Her going at the age she did, maybe, uh, who who knows? Maybe if she was here today, she wouldn't even be serving God. So I would rather God have went ahead and taken her when she was a child than for her to grow up and never serve God and, 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 and miss heaven. I can honestly say that, oh, I I miss her every day. I'm in a room right now. Uh, It's my office. Uh, uh, I can see her picture from where I'm standing. Uh, 
you know, I miss her dearly. But I plan on seeing her one day. Uh, but you know who I plan on seeing before I see her? I plan on seeing Jesus. Jesus has a wonderful plan for my life, and he has a wonderful plan for your life. On this side of heaven, sometimes that includes things we may not necessarily understand or agree with, but God is sovereign. He is in control. He will see you through to the end. It don't matter what we're facing, the, the loss of a marriage, the loss of uh, uh, loved ones, uh, the loss, uh, 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 you know, to death or any, anything, or they just disappear out of your life. Uh, you might be going through cancer right now. God's on your side. I know you, you, you might feel lonely. You might feel hurt. You might feel abandoned. God's on your side. He's on your side. Lord Jesus, take today's word. Uh, I tried to do the best I could, Lord. May it be a blessing to anyone and everyone who listens to it. Uh, may it help us to keep our eyes on you when the storms of life assail us. And they do come at us sometimes. So there's days it's smooth sailing, but there's days uh, we all go through, Heavenly Father, that uh, we just feel like, I wish I had just stayed in the bed today. Uh, Jesus, thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for raising yourself from the dead for us. Thank you, Jesus. And with that, we close. God bless all you who listen. Amen.